0: This is it, episode 476, I need to pause because I mess up fours and sevens, 476 No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host here each and every week, and uh, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that we're going to have a run of uh, first-timers here, and this is one of them, a virgin, no. Yes, be gentle. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about your virginity here. (laughs) Fahim Anwar is here, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thanks for having me. So is Virgin accurate? It is, yes, in all (laughs)
1: senses of the word. Just podcasts, still looking forward to doing that sometime. Um,
0: (laughs) I've heard great things. We'll see. Side note, I uh, had... uh Paramount Plus app on the TV going Whoa, last night. Whoa, this guy, you got a lot of money, huh? Not, You're getting not all to the... brag, but I did get some sort of promo code to get it free for six months that or a year sense, or whatever. That makes so uh, sense. we were uh, watching. I don't remember what, but then it was over, and I and Love Boat. the The new Love Boat was Whoa, being advertised. Did everyone's you know that, clamoring for that. Did you know that that's a thing?
1: Yeah, people barely know the original was a thing. Like, <laughs> who's this? I guess that is on brand for like Paramount Plus. Like, you guys wanted it. Hey, yeah. CBS people, you wanted the reboot. Here it, it is. It's a dating show. Oh.
0: Yeah. That's weird. No, it's, yeah, I know. What if Tattoo is still part of it, though? <laughs> 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 he's, he's the host? It's not, I thought it would be, you know, like the uh, the, the one from the 80s or whatever, with all the, uh, you know, and here's Charo, like the, yeah. you know, like they bring in these celebrities to, you know, mingle with the, uh, but, no, it's a dating show hosted by Jerry uh, O'Connell and Rebecca Stamos, Romaine Stamos. Yeah, and the only reason I just thought of this is because uh, one of the daters on the show, I watched six minutes of it before uh-huh. I turned it off last night, sure. was a 20-some-year-old virgin. So, of course, you know. They're like, "This is let's serve him up here.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a weird, <laughs> Why? that seems like a waste of IP. <laughs> I, I, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the love bow, you can reboot that. I know I'm joking about it, but I feel like... I would want to see a scripted reboot of that rather than like here's a dating show version of it,
0: yeah, uh-huh. Is Re- that the new
1: thing? We're just gonna make like dating show versions of old shows? Like it's the dating version of Mash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the dating version of Jeopardy. yeah, <laughs> three contestants, one host. you get the date, the host, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. So I need to know, what is your history here? I know you've done one show this week at Acme, but what is your history here in Minnesota at all? Uh, Have you performed in Minnesota before? So
1: maybe like a year and some change ago, I was in uh, House Comedy in that Mall of America. familiar with that. I love House Comedy. They're great. I've done their other rooms and stuff. I didn't know that it's like in the Mall of America. So that was interesting where I'm like, you know, I'm on Google Maps to, like, get get to the gig and I'm passing roller coasters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just mentally wasn't prepared for that route to right. the comedy club. And
0: it was it was great, you know, it was a fun weekend and stuff. Three but, uh, three or four four floors up from the stingrays and sharks. So, yeah. Oh, the aquarium is yeah, there the too? the aquarium, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess
1: that is the silver lining, you know? Like, part of you is like, oh, it's in a mall, but hey, you're close to a lids, which is
0: nice. Mm-hmm. It's uh, north of a Victoria's Secret and also south of, Vic- of a Victoria's Secret.
1: Yeah, that's how people give you directions. They go, "He's going to want to hit a left at the lids and then yeah. Victoria's Secret go up. So <laughs> it was a fun weekend and everything. But then my feature, who's featuring this weekend too, uh, Mo, oh. he, uh, he was like, oh, you got to check out Acme just to check it out. And then I had always heard about Acme from other comedians. Like certain clubs get bounced around the scene and they're just notorious for being great clubs. Yeah this is always up there i'd always hear acme i would always hear comedy on state yeah. i've performed there it's great uh, comedy works in denver it's another one and that was great too i've done there but this is just one that i had never crossed paths with and then i was like let's let's do it like i i I'm, okay, I'm grateful to the house of comedy people i still do their rooms and stuff but when you're in minneapolis like this is one that you want to do so when i came around again i'm like let's let's do acme and the owner was so cool, just because like not everybody gets to play here, you know, like he's very discerning, which is kind of cool, you it's know. Very true. I still, I still
0: like that. That like okay, it's like you got picked, and I know it very well. Hosting this podcast, I mean, that's my that's my schedule of guests. Uh huh. Who gets booked here? There's a lot of uh, annual, you know, they get their week every year, and then mm-hmm. every now and then a couple new ones like you get yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully get to come back
1: the year after, right? Yes. So I'm glad I got to do it. I'm glad that I, you know branding wise i'm a guy that fits with whatever this club is too yeah, yeah and then after doing last night is just like i get it you know you would hear the stories and then yeah i was telling mo on the way out i go because he was like what did you think what do you think of the the crowd in the club i go if you could create an audience in a lab like the perfect comedy audience like this is kind of it like after super, one night you super, got yeah i mean nice. it, was a, it was a thursday yeah like if that's what it was on a Thursday, I can't wait for tonight and tomorrow. Oh, just you're really receptive. Stop. No, no,
0: let me stop you right there. Don't do not get your hopes up. Don't get my hopes. It's worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, you're like Minneapolis is, is notorious for being just a hot
0: Thursday crowd. every didn't tell other you they night. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. huh. No, it's just tourists on the weekend that yeah. don't like comedy. You're fucked, man. We'll see. <laughs> hey, well, I'm glad that it was what it was on Thursday at least. <laughs> yeah, peak early. Peak yeah. early. No, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, absolutely. Um. This is a man that I'm talking to here that I did some of my uh, vast research. I oh, saw man. that in a New York Times review of your latest special... Oh, dang. Yes. ...described you as one of the finest physical comedians working in clubs today. <gasps> Whoa. True or false? I mean, come on. I can't say that about
1: myself. That's for the New York Times <laughs> Like, who am I to say I'm the greatest physical comedian of my generation? That's not... That's that's Jason Zinnemann at the New York Times. Like, that's not very well respected. That's not my place to say.
0: <laughs> the man's never made a mistake,
1: so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Until he does a bad review of my thing, then i think the man's like, oh, that cra- that quack. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Cancel him.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I saw. I stumbled over a uh, New York Times article. They did a thing about some of the best specials from uh, what is say, veteran comics. Bro, I'm mean, described as a veteran comic. I am. I, I am. Mean, you are.
1: It's weird. I'm like an up and coming like i've been doing it for so fucking long but it's just like the awareness is finally like hitting around now yeah so that's kind of interesting i think one comment because i'm doing a lot more clips now on instagram and yeah yeah because before i think before this like uh, social media revolution with youtube and all that comedians were more protective of their material and kind of waiting for like mr hollywood to be like okay now you can show the world your material but just things are exploding in a different way. Now we're realizing, like, ah, just... It's almost like the mixtape route. Just get it out there. Have people decide. So I've been doing more of that, and I think that's why people are becoming more aware because I'm not sheltering this material that I never got the shot to... You know, like, because Netflix is very picky. HBO Max is very picky. But, like, Instagram is in everyone's pocket. YouTube, everyone accesses. So people are able to see my stuff. And one of the comments on Instagram was like, whoa, dude, like... Like, you have the stage presence of, like, a 20-year s- a vet. <laughs> and I go,
0: that's because I am. <laughs> I just of the car. He's going, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You are so accurately perceptive. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was a funny thing. That's fantastic. Uh, Yes, yeah, so you did the last one. You threw it out on, on YouTube.
1: Yeah. So, that was cool about that article, too, the New York Times thing, because all the specials reviewed were all, like, Netflix or HBO, and mine was a YouTube yeah. special that was thrown in the mix. So... And I did it on my own. I directed it. I, I like you know. I was doing sound in the back before I hit the stage. It was very much one man band. I had some help, obviously. Yeah. But it was one of those projects where, instead of waiting for the powers that be to like tell you to do the thing you know you can do, uh, the internet exists. Consumer grade equipment is so advanced nowadays. Um, like you're enough. Like you can do it on your own if yeah. you if you have the vision and know how. Uh, and it's cool that like this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a YouTube special that it was received in a way where someone from the New York times is, is looking at it and reviewing it and saying those nice things. It's, it's validating. Yeah. Seriously. Like it wasn't a big Netflix debut. It was YouTube. Yeah. Things (laughs) have changed. Well, so many, so like so many great specials are coming out on YouTube nowadays. I think beforehand people would kind of like, Oh, it's YouTube. You know, there was this like perception of it, but the amount of great specials, like, you know, Norman and List oh, and some of my favorites. And all, yeah, all these guys are like that's the route. Um, I think it just shows you how much great comedy and comedians are out there. Like great standup comedians and casting is a they're like two different things. And I think uh, a lot of times with like say Comedy Central back in the day or Netflix or these like streamers is like they would look for standup comedians and then like demo and packaging. It was like you're you're like casting. It's like you're Lou Pearlman and you're making in sync or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, the, the boy band. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting the best singers. <laughs> like J- JT's great whatever. You want but like okay, I've got like the bad boy, I've got the such and such. There's a lot of that going on with like sta- traditional stand-up. Uh-huh. And the slew <laughs> of great stand-up specials that are coming out, you go, "Oh, these are just great stand-up comedians." Like like screw their identity or whatever. Like it, they're not playing that game. They're just like funny for funny. Uh, that was lost in the Hollywood marketplace, I think. And I think just the amount of great YouTube specials that are coming out, you're realizing like, oh, just a great stand-up is a different thing than the castable streamer special.
0: I had a friend just, uh, I hadn't talked to in months, send me a text about a week or so ago, and he just said, hey, I need a new round of uh, comedy specials to watch, what can you recommend? Mm -hmm. And I think I sent him two off the top of my head, both YouTube specials. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other great thing too, is just it's so shareable. Especially
1: when you're trying to break in that just too, to the yeah. consciousness of, of like people discovering you. Friend, like It's like discovering a band. And like, how cool is it you could just shoot a friend a hyperlink, a YouTube link? It's frictionless, you know what I mean? Whereas if I was on, oh, I'm trying to think, like Paramount Plus or HBO Max, so they have to have the service, they have to remember your name. Yeah. Just There's nothing more powerful than just sending someone a TikTok or an IG reel or a YouTube link. So that's that's a great benefit when you're trying to go from unknown to known.
0: I've had uh, the thing recently where people are like, "Are you watching the whatever that Game of Thrones?" Oh yeah, show I'm watching that. Done. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "I don't have H- I'm in that I don't have HBO group right, right now." Yeah. Oh, that's such a it's like, I, such I have a conversation Plus. ender. Like, you know, I'm oh, watching I, The
1: Love Boat right now. I'm sorry, man. I, I don't <laughs> have time for this.
0: <laughs> uh, when the reruns get on Paramount yeah. Plus, I'll be all over it. <laughs> yeah, when Game of Thrones
1: is a dating show reboot on Par- on Paramount Plus, I'll get back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I drink, therefore I know, or whatever that saying was. Um, I just remembered uh, the, that friend that asked me about the stand-up recommendations. Uh-huh. He also, uh, at one point... Uh, same deal. I I was trying to there was some new band that I liked and I thought he would like him. I sent him you were like how oh, easy links are? Yes. Sent him a link and like two days later he writes back, nah, not for me.
1: <laughs> oh! oh like uh, yeah. Oh. Wait, did you did you ask him what did you think or did he just say I followed oh. up. Uh oh. I followed up. That's on you a little bit then maybe. I guess. Right? Because he was trying to ghost you on the I didn't like it. <laughs> right. But you were like,
0: Hey, <laughs> did you like it? I need to know. I need your validation. Yeah. You don't. What do you mean
1: you don't? Man, well, I, I w- hate everything you like too, then. I always think it's funny when uh, when people say, it, man, I hate getting ghosted or getting ghosted is the worst, but I think it's the best device in the world. Just f- if you're an astute person, you'll figure out the person's not into you. Yeah. It's the kindest way. Uh, like, what's the alternative? I don't like you. We didn't hit it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's way more of a knife turn. Mm-hmm. Ghosting is the nicest
0: thing anybody can do for you. Yeah, I got confronted with one of those. I've been married. I'm in my second marriage, sir. Oh, okay, All right. I was married once, and then I uh, dated a little bit in between. And, uh, yeah, one of those girls, yeah, I remember that distinctly, where I was the one trying to do the ghosting. The ghosting. And she kept asking, like, you don't want this answer. Yeah, you don't want to You don't want this it. answer. I'm helping you. You don't want totally. this answer. Yeah, I want to
1: get ghosted. I want to use ghosting as a device. Don't take it away. (laughs) Thank God it exists. Yeah, it's a great invention.
0: (laughs) For all the bad things our phones are, right? Yeah. (laughs) One of the positives.
1: Uh (laughs) Just suddenly when you're not into somebody, that's when you stop using your phone and you've been slammed. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So I uh, pulled up your uh, WTF episode. Oh, okay. And was listening to that from 2018. Oh, yeah. Mark. You've done all the big podcasts. i done all of them, I yeah. mean, most people usually kind of start with no laugh track. And then, you, <laughs> and then they build. Then I you, go reverse. Yeah, then you do like the Burt cast. I've been and,
1: telling my people because they're like, hey, do you want to do Joe again? Do you want go, get me. No, I, I got to get out to Minneapolis.
0: Give me that, get me on that Acme podcast <laughs> that doesn't have a lot of listeners. Forget Joe Rogan. I don't need to do that yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I listened to your uh, WTF, and I have a couple follow up questions about what I heard. Oh man! Well, you know what's cool about the
1: WTF is like, I think I was able to do it when that first my first special came out on CISO, If you can remember, you buried Seeso. I buried. (laughs) I'm a streamer killer, dude. I buried Seeso. I buried Quibi. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have something on there too? Bill Burr had this sketch show for Quibi, so I'm in one of the sketches on the Quibi sketch show, and then it's just funny that like I've done things. For media giants that are no more, yeah. <laughs> but everyone knew these were gonna fold. Like so come on, that 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 was like Peacock 1.0, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're and then yeah. Quibi. Who thought Quibi was? I think everyone knew. Even the talent who got deals at Quibi, it was just an ATM machine. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we'll make a show because they were <laughs> yeah, right. they were just giving out money. Who, but who's watching premium content? For... I remember
0: hearing rumors about it. And, like, uh, Sean uh, Patton, I think, was here and did a show. And, he's and like, I think off the mic he was like, I don't think anybody's ever going to see this. Yes. Like, let's not yes. even. Totally. We shouldn't even talk about it. It was
1: just a money grab for A-list celebrities. <laughs> uh, Anna Kendrick's like, yeah, I'll do a 10-minute series. And they're just handing out so much money. And just no one wanted to tell these DreamWorks people or whoever. Who, I forgot who it was. That, like, it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah you were saying uh, WTF? Oh yeah. That, yeah. So when I was promoting the CISO special, Special, uh, I was doing the rounds, and I got to do WTF, and like, I knew Mark a little bit, but I don't. I didn't know him as well as I know him now. Oh, cool. So like, we're like, we're friends now. We're because we see each other at the comedy store, and like, he's been very gracious and nice. Like, he's had me do his Largo show, and Largo is one of those stages in LA that I never got to do. And okay, and so he's been great, and he even gave me like for this new uh, YouTube special, he was like. He told his listeners to go check it out. And so he's been a great advocate. Awesome. And it's just interesting to look back and be like, oh, okay, I, 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 the one that I did with him was like before we kind of had this a little more solid relationship. Would you ever go
0: back and listen to it now? Just to, just to just really to see what it get was the like. taste of how I that relationship thing is, was?
1: I think we, we vibe pretty well from what I remember, even though I didn't know him as well as I know him now. Sure. And as a younger comic or just, you know, Mark's a few generations above, you have this perception of. Mark is one of those discerning guys, too. You don't know, like, will he reject you like a virus? <laughs> or will he accept you? You don't know how you're going to gel with someone like Mark. Sure, sure. Uh, but I remember coming away from that podcast thinking, like, oh, that was pretty pleasant. We, Our chemistry is pretty good.
0: That's super that was one cool. thing I was
1: afraid of, just like, oh, I wonder if he'll hate
0: me. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Because we've all heard those stories. So one of the things you said on there uh, is you talked about you did shrooms before you ever did weed. Oh, yeah. And that just... <laughs> What is it? I think you said three weeks prior to that. This was 2018. It was the first time you smoked pot. In oh, 2018? yeah, yeah.
1: That's pretty, yeah,
0: pretty late in the game. Pretty late in the game. So now we're four years later. Uh-huh. Did uh did it stick? Pot? Yeah. No. I'm no? just not
1: good on these things. I think I'm just wound too tight, or I like control. One thing that I've learned about myself is I like control, or what little I do have. And, and shrooms to a much larger degree, is a complete, like, exploding that yeah, that thought. You know what I mean? So it's like you're trying to have control and, and you, you can't. Uh, and recon- trying to reconcile the two, like not letting go, it's a recipe for disaster on shrooms. So it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's like a thought, I'm not familiar with this thought pattern. I'm trying to think the way that I can without shrooms, and that's just like a bad place to be. Yeah. Whereas I think people who are good on shrooms are just like, <laughs> they're like skiing downhill or something. They're yeah. just enjoying it.
0: It's the way life's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: yeah, where mm-hmm. I was like fighting it just because it was so foreign to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but the second half of the trip was actually very enjoyable. Like I was laughing a lot. Things were very funny. And then weed I feel like is a smaller version of that. You know, so even if I'm going down that dark hole or whatever, weed isn't as powerful
0: enough where I can't get out of it. And, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're from Washington where it's... F- fully legal yes, now. yes yes and you live in Cali- it here too no it's and you not? live in california where it's fully legal yeah yeah no here no before you had to say you had back pain and shit but you don't need that anymore oh yeah i remember when somebody first showed me one of their cards from california like five six years ago Was like, this what tell me everything about this yeah this is amazing so you can smoke it here though right uh it's like a what Mist, misdeme- it's like small amounts are decriminalized. Is it like the way LA was before it is now? Kind of. L- uh, still much, still more strict. Interesting. Still more strict. They just recently legalized the smallest amount of edibles—five milligram. Can't uh-huh. be any. They cannot sell legally anything more than that, and uh, the container itself can, cannot have more than fifty milligrams. So hmm. it's very limited. And any like uh, the if you want to smoke, they don't. There's no. I couldn't go to a store right now and buy some I anywhere see, in the states. I see. You still have to call, you know, a guy. The, a guy, yeah. So all know. the shady guys just like flock to Minneapolis. Go, yes, <laughs> we should, still have, we still have a scene down here. They're still in business. <laughs> yeah, it still thrives here. I know. But isn't that weird? And they would go. I mean, I suppose there's still an underground scene in California, right? I or I supp- know? maybe for the purists. Maybe if you, the purist, you're, you're
1: like a guy who. It's almost like if you're a creep and you still insist on going to a porno shop and going through a beaded curtain. You, go, I just need the rush. I need this before I smoke my weed. I can't go into a Mac store. And get my weed.
0: Oh, God, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: just need that that dirty... I need to look over my shoulder before I smoke weed. Right, right. Just to aid in the paranoia. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just look. Scan everywhere. It's it's the ritual of getting the weed. (laughs) You don't want people patting you on the back when you roll up.
0: No, I don't want there to be a paper trail. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. But it's better here than... I spent some time in Texas. I was in Austin, and it's not... It's way more restricted than it is here they They have stuff called Delta H. I remember after a show in Austin, this girl was like, Do you want some Delta h? That was the first time I heard about it. I'm like, What first of all, I don't wanna I'm not a guy who's gonna accept drugs after a show, even if it's shrooms or weed." But now you're calling it delta H like I'm in the fifth element. Like I I don't want some compound.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right? Where's the periodic table so I can figure out what this is? Delta H it just
1: sounds scary. It does. They go, Yeah, we don't we like weed's not legal here, but this is like a synthetic weed. I go, I'm good. You guys heard of bath salts? You want some?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. At least weed is from nature. I don't She's like, I cook this up in a petri dish. So another thing I want, the other thing I want to bring up that you said on that is uh, you said something to the effect of, I would rather have no one know me than have people know me and have a bad impression. Yeah. Do you still feel that way?
1: Yeah, because I think first impressions are so powerful, and it's hard to shatter people's perception of you once they've made it. It's possible, but it's infinitely harder than the first time. Yeah fresh eyes is completely different than uh you've already oh, I've already decided I don't like this guy and then 3 years or 4 years later to try to get that person to shift that people is, are set people are set in their ways
0: is there is there a thing in your head where you remember like oh I fucking blew it I I I had a chance and I blew it I don't
1: beat myself up like that there are moments like everyone will have those and like you can learn from them but I try not to dwell. I try not to dwell on things you have no control over. Oh, good. You know, yeah, you can, like, take the lesson from it and apply it to your life moving forward, Um, but I I don't just, like, zero in on that thing in the past. Um, Yeah, but I think that quote just kind of... It's more in terms of, say, at the comedy store, things. I wait for things to organically happen. Like, the relationship with Mark organically happened. It started with the podcast, and then after the pandemic... He started hanging out in the store more instead of just like doing his spots and bouncing. It was kind of more of the scene. And then he would catch sets. And then now I have that relationship with Mark in a very organic way, which is like the most beautiful way that I want it and how I like things yeah. to be. so cool. Whereas if I was, hey, 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 Mark, what, what, you, 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 you know, just going up to him and, and just bugging him and trying to kickstart that relationship in an inauthentic way. Yeah. Uh, There's a good chance I would just be a pest in his mind and I would never get to have the relationship that I have with him now. Yeah.
0: Who's this guy? Who's yes, around? yes, exactly. Even Who's if face
1: Yeah, even if I am the same person that I am, right. just that is such a bad taste that it's gonna be hard to shift someone's thinking regarding For sure. that. Yeah.
0: I just remembered there was one more thing I wanna bring up about that, and that is that uh you were telling him sort of your start. You were talking about your family and everything. Yeah. You said your dad once, did you ever get to the bottom of it? Did he live in Minneapolis? Did he live in Minnesota or yes, yes. North Dakota? Because throughout this. Both, both. Throughout the podcast. You I were, didn't know. You didn't know. It's Four years later, now you know it was Minnesota. Engineering school. Yes. I, w- I mean, I'm putting things together. I bet it was the University of Minnesota. Yes, it was. It yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. So he lived here. Are you have you are you I took a
1: picture of the bridge that has the, you know I don't know I don't know anything about this town. I saw I was driving around. There was a there's a bridge with the the college logo on it. Yeah. So you know, I did a video of that and I sent it to my dad and I go, you know.
0: Did he remember it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." He said go to
1: Dinky Town. Yeah. Do you know what is Dinky Town?
0: It's just the little little dinky? Sure. The small neighborhood uh in the campus area. Is it worth checking out? Are you saying my dad gave me a lame suggestion? <laughs> well, I... You, you watch your tongue here. D- Proceed with caution. Is, I think whatever y- your dad suggested You look is into the camera and say, "Muhammad Anwar, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Muhammad." it is a brilliant idea, and I if he doesn't, there we you go. should disown him. Oh, well, you took it a little too far, all right? You, you yes ended
1: a little too aggressively. Well,
0: I'm, I'm on your dad's side.
1: I, okay, all right.
0: I have been from the beginning. So, uh... <laughs> I, would, I have a feeling that if you went there and did send him a video of that, it, most of it would be unrecognizable. Okay. Because they've, you know, torn down a lot of the old historic buildings and built, a you know, Chipotle or something. That's pretty cool. So.
1: It's called Chipotle City. <laughs> you could go into 12 different buildings that are all variations of Chipotle. Herberts and That'd Herberts. be a great just hemorrhaging of money. Just a capitalistic, it makes no sense, but it's just like a fuck you to underserved communities. Just Chipotle City. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. and <laughs> you know, my girlfriend. So I did a gig in Detroit. So I did house of comedy out there and then we just did like a road trip through North Michigan and then Wisconsin, the scenic route and all that. And just in these rural areas, part of me was thinking it'd be so funny just to open up a lids out there. Just the just to, or no like no no like Tilly's. Just I open up a Tilly's in like rural Wisconsin. And I just hemorrhage money. and I don't understand why it's not doing well. And then it would also be weird for like the one car that passes through every four hours. Like, is there a fucking Tilly's out here?
0: And then someone next door opens up a shop that just says "American Flags," sells American flags in the middle of Wisconsin. And that would crush my business. business. Yeah,
1: we were behind this truck that had an American flag. It it was an eagle with its uh, like a bald eagle with its wings spread, Mm -hmm. and it had American flag uh, motif. And I was just sort of like, that's such a cliche. You know, it's bizarre. Like, if I loved America, I, I don't know if I'd put, like, a an American flag eagle on. I'd be like, I love America, but that's a little, everyone's expecting that. <laughs> it was just so strange. The pickup truck with the bald eagle American flag wings. You're like a Sims character. I'm surprised
0: that was it. I'm surprised the guy stopped there. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, there wasn't bombs coming from the eagle's wings. Mm-hmm. Like he's like this, (laughs) he's got like two talons up, flipping off everyone. It's like
1: anatomically not even correct. (laughs) Like, how does the eagle have? He's he's a bird
0: flipping two birds. Hats on backwards. Why does he bring a hat? (laughs) It's like two birds, one country. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that you, uh, you. I think I I saw the 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 big Miami Dolphins controversy, the ping pong table yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: we just stopped for lunch, and they had Jalen and Jacoby right on the sports TV there, and then I'm I'm seeing this Miami Dolphins crawl at the bottom, and it was just so absurd. So I think the gist of it was like the team captains on the Miami Dolphins took away the ping pong table in the locker room so they could focus on the game. Yeah, and I just love, I love that that's a big enough news for the bottom crawl. And then also that that's a strategy. Like, guys, we gotta we gotta win this game. I'm taking the ping pong table. Like, that's gonna be the difference maker.
0: Oh, did you did you hear the comments from the coach? No. Oh, yeah. This they, is a bigger story. They brought it to the coach, and he had like a you know minute long you know prepared. You guys sp- want to play ping pong? You no, guys are fucking playing ping pong. He was so like the, uh, this. This just shows the leadership of our captains and that they care about the team and mm. blah, 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 like leaned right into it, how great of an idea this is and uh-huh. this is why we have the guys and we're a strong team and this and that. They go, then later on yesterday, or I think this morning, then they go to Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver for the Dolphins, and he's like, yeah, no, that's not – we just – it was scratched and damaged <laughs> and we want to get a new one with a Miami Dolphins logo on it. He just blew up the whole news story? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So we don't really know the true story, I guess is what I'm saying. This is the new deflate gate. Yeah, just exactly. Ping, ping, yeah, who to believe? Ping pong gate.
1: <laughs> Are they really serious about winning or this one of they go we're getting an air hockey table.
0: Well, I mean it matters here because our our Vikings play Miami this weekend. So. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Are you going to win? What do you think? Uh ho- well, let's see. Uh, they're they're starting uh a third string quarterback quarterback so probably the Vikings will lose because uh-huh. it's you know seems like a guaranteed win so yeah probably lose damn it they'll probably lose. are you a uh, are you a sports fan at all a little bit you know like I'll follow the Seahawks because that's one game a week
1: I can handle that sure I like the volume of games and for NFL it's easy to follow yeah baseball so many games but now it's postseason and the Mariners are in I was gonna say, the Mariners so are that's in pretty it.
0: great uh like, I'll follow in the postseason for most sports. Yeah. 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 That's way more fun in the postseason. I saw that you have done some acting. A little bit. A little bit. A little, a little bit. little bit. A little movies, TV shows. Paramount. If you fire up Paramount Plus, I might be
1: on there. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, how many
1: Paramount Plus? Uh <laughs> I'm trying to think. What would I... Uh, there's some CBS things. I did, like, a guest star a while ago on Superior Donuts. That yeah. was a CBS thing. Mm-hmm. I wrote on the United States of Al show and then I, I was in one episode of that this past year. I have an okay I have a robust IMDB. Nice. Yeah. It's weird though. I think I got more acting stuff earlier and then uh now a little less it's weird, like stand up success kinda got to me later. Because normally people will get pretty big to stand-up and then do more acting stuff, but I got more acting stuff early. Totally. And then the stand-up stuff's taking over now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm more picky just because you have leverage when you are a veteran stand-up comedian because you can make money. Like, this is enough. And then you can be a little picky with your acting stuff and the things you want to do. Yeah. Whereas when you're in your early 20s, you just, you want anything. Hell yeah. So if, like, NCIS, want to, you know, you just like, yeah, anything. Okay, you need me to be this, sure. Is there one that stands out? Like, where, ah,
0: it was such a small role, but I did it. Oh,
1: what was it? Yo, I
0: remember. So
1: I'm in Californication for one episode. Oh wow. So I mean, I have a scene with David Duchovny, maybe two scenes with him, but they're very small. I'm playing young Hollywood douchebag number two. <laughs> I wasn't good enough to be number one. <laughs> who's
0: guess number, who? Guess who's who number, number one? one? Adam Paley. Is that right? Not bad,
1: not bad. Nice. So, so yeah, they put me in a beanie. I had a scarf, and then Do
0: they put that in the memo your paycheck?
1: What young Hollywood douche? That'd be funny. So I just have to get emotionally crushed every time I cash a three cent check <laughs> for is it? It's not even worth it for the emotional damage. Right. Young Hollywood douchebag. Two. So, yeah, number two. So I think I go up to David Duchovny and I want a photo or something, and then he like kind of makes fun of me in front of this hot chick, and then. And then later Typical. on he's Yeah, yeah, he's in bed with like one of the hot chicks. I think they both reach into his pants. Oh. Like they're in bed and they reach down his pants. And, and then you're down there? Yeah, me and the other douchebag are there for some reason. <laughs> maybe they're on a couch. It's been a it's been a long time, I haven't seen it. So he takes a picture and then he shows it to me and I go, Yeah, yeah, send send me that. And then that's the last that I did of that. Yeah. So I think we were used as a plot device for maybe that picture or that sure. situation getting out. Sure. But yeah, so that was a long time ago. That's probably the the smallest thing that I've done.
0: Is there anything that you've done that isn't out yet? I'm trying to think. That you can talk about anything recent. No,
1: just some development stuff. So okay. like, uh, I I became friends with this this guy in the writers room for that CBS show, and then I I wrote a pilot with him, and we're gonna try to take that out. And sure, that's another space that I'm trying to get into now. So I've done writing, I've acted in some stuff, I do stand up, but it'd be like I want to sell. Shows now or movies. Like, that's a new area I'd like to explore. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Did you bring merch? Do you have merch on this? Everyone asks me,
1: like, yeah, you gotta have, I gotta work on it. So, nothing right now? I have ideas cooking. Maybe the next time I, because I'm popping out twice a month, I'm gonna go back to LA after this weekend and hopefully my downtime there, I'll have something to take on the rest of my tour. But yeah, I wanna be able to have something that people can take away from the show because they even want it. Some of the fans are like, do you have anything or I would love to support. It's cool to talk to people afterwards and take pictures, but it'd be nice to have some merch for them. May too. I suggest one for you? Please. It says old. Young Hollywood Douchebag number two. <laughs> yes, on a t shirt. No, it just as old, the Hollywood Douchebag number two. And I'm like, I had to grow up.
0: <laughs>
1: Douchebags grow too.
0: <laughs> Those shirts, you know, like. Uh, it, it says with, and then it's an arrow pointing to you. Yeah, people stand next to you. Um, no, no. What was I? Heck, what the heck? Was yeah. I what's the say? merch? Oh, posters. Yeah. Posters. That's what I suggest. Really. For me, I this is so, completely selfish. I like collecting posters. Of like, you walk by after the show. I give you whatever, $10, 20 bucks for a poster. You sign it, and I get to bring it home and put it on my wall. Oh. That's what I like. What would? What and, would it? And specific to the even better is if it's specific to the city. You don't have to print, you know, five hundred of them. Yeah, do hundred, do fifty.
1: Pretty easy to transport too. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another you thing when do you think about. You
0: can do them in town and have them just pick them Holy up. Holy the shit! I'm telling you, I almost
1: feel like your follow up statement to this is, "I own
0: a printing company." <laughs> so anyway, I already <laughs> printed some up for you, and uh, if we'll just split. No. I mocked
1: up some designs. This just turns into a pitch meeting. <laughs> You're like Don Draper. <laughs> So,
0: I'll tell you what, we'll split it 60-40.
1: 60-40. already, uh, this is a boilerplate contract. And you just like skim over it. We don't need to get the lawyers involved. Just <laughs> initial here, here,
0: sign here. When you agreed to do the podcast, you agreed to go into business with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're definitely, the good, news, the good news is you're definitely get a week here next year. Because, oh, that's uh, part of it? Y- oh, yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. All yeah. right. It's worth it then. It depends on our. On uh, how many we ship out of here, but um. all right. I don't know. I think we took up the half hour. I don't. Uh, I don't want to push this too long. Is there any, Something else we should be mentioning? Are you doing a podcast anymore these days? I know you had one.
1: I had one, but then the writing job was kind of a time suck, so I, I wasn't able to, you know, do it as much. I need to get back into it. I have an idea. I have like an idea for two of them, so I'll f- I'll fill that somehow. I think that's a part of every comics business arm now and just arsenal nowadays too it's like we all got to be doing clips we all got to be doing a youtube thing podcast is such a big part of podcast is the new wacky neighbor in a sitcom you know what i mean or like because back in the 90s and stuff in early 2000s as a stand-up you would want to be on a sitcom because that was a way to get people to come to shows sure that's where people's eyeballs were but if you get on a sitcom nowadays nobody it doesn't help ticket sales really no one really watches sitcoms anymore it's more powerful to have a podcast and mm-hmm. to do the podcast rounds. So it's a it's a thing that you definitely have. It's a plant you have to water. Sure. So, yeah.
0: I, got, I think I got one more thing here. I know I saw you were doing really well putting the clips out. Do uh-huh. you do that yourself? Do you I, do all the editing and everything?
1: Yeah. You know, like that's, that's another thing too is just like this new world we're in with social media and algorithms and all that. Comics have to be entrepreneurs and we have to take so much more ownership of our careers, whereas back in the day you would just do stand-up Maybe you would do acting class or whatever, and you would just trust that your agents and managers were doing the rest to plug you in. Now, okay, you have to film your sets. You have to make sure the audio is good. You have to edit it in a certain way for TikTok and IG Reels. Because if I do a joke tonight, you know, in in real time, an audience enjoying that joke has a different attention span than, like, TikTok or IG Reels. So you have to do, like, kind of a speedier, snappier edited version of that. And then it has to be vertical. And then you have to throw captions on it. And then you have to change the colors of some of the words. Just people watching on their phones are just like, you have to ADDify it. Like everyone's a toddler when they look at videos on their phones. <laughs> yeah. so, like something's got to be, uh-huh. uh huh, <laughs> because you just don't want them to f- swipe their thumb away. So right. you're doing all these tricks like punch ins. And it's hard to reconcile that because as a stand up purist and shit, you want people to be able to enjoy a stand up clip in real time. But that's just not the world we live in. So you have to find the compromise where I'm not completely whoring myself out or like, you know, (laughs) and there's like bells going off and shit. So I'm trying to find the happy medium of, okay, what is the TikTok version of me? What is the IG Reels version of me that still feels like me, um, but is still playing into that format?
0: Yeah. Do people bring anything up to you? Like when they talk to you after the shows or anything like I saw your block I'm trying to. Yeah.
1: That's the beauty of doing the road now. And on this tour is I have more fans because last time I toured was maybe a year before the pandemic. And so oh, time okay. has progressed. I've. I've progressed as an artist and just like leveled up a bit in terms of just like people's awareness. Sure. Have we so, spent a
0: lot more time staring at our phones. Yes, in the last yeah. Yeah, couple yeah. There's years. that. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so it's kind of cool to have more fans at shows. Cause I think prior you would get a few, but most people are just on date night and they don't know who you are sure. and they might like it, but they're not coming out specifically for you. But now I have people specifically coming out for me, which is a great feeling and very cool. And I'm grateful But part of it is I want to know what is their entry point into me. Right. So I'm doing data collection a little bit where I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool! Like, like, what did you see?" I'm I'm curious. Some people it's reels. Some people it's TikTok. Some people it's YouTube Shorts. Some people it's the podcast rounds that I did. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool is I started doing this series on my YouTube channel because I do this show once a month at the comedy store in the belly room. New material. new Yeah, it's called yes. Fahim, Fahim Works on Stuff. Yeah. Fahim works on stuff and his friends drop by. So I just, I always write, I'm, I'm writing a lot, I just think a lot and it's a nice little show that I develop where I MC it but in between acts I just kind of diarrhea all these bits for the first time and sometimes there's some great gold in there but it's very raw and loose and fun and I'm able to Usually I'll get like 30 fun minutes or whatever, and I'll chop it up into a series, and I just release one a week. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, man. I, Thanks, I'm glad you thank brought that you. up.
0: I meant to uh, compliment you on it. That's great thank stuff. I,
1: yeah, it was just sort of one of those organic things. It wasn't by design. It was just a thing that kind of happened. And people after shows are saying, oh, I discovered you from that, or I really love your works on stuff series. And that feels good because that's just me like fucking around and yeah, working yeah. on material, and it's not like a polished special or anything. So if that's people's entry point into me and they still enjoy it, that's really cool. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool.
0: So finally, get out here and see your show this weekend at Acme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Yep. Show throughout the weekend and follow you on all the social media. All Be one socials. of the tens or hundreds of thousands Please. that already follow you on social media. Yeah. So Fahim Anwar on IG, Fahim Anwar Comedy
1: on TikTok, Fahim Anwar uh, on Twitter, website FahimAnwar.com. And then my YouTube, so I'm really... (laughs) Fahim Mar two on OnlyFans. Yeah, that's for, you know, my top tier subscribers. (laughs) There's different levels to support me, you know. Like, $5 will be a cameo. $10, it's just an exclusive podcast. And then top tier is I do solos. (laughs) I do solos and I do birthday shout-outs for, like, an extra... You could tip a little more and I'll be like, Hey, happy birthday, Uh, Melissa uh congrats on graduating um grad school that's a feat <laughs> did i did i invent a new business this is, it's like only fans meets cameo this is from your grandmother this is from you <laughs> i'm sorry uh i'm sorry you got sick uh they've made great strides in s- medicine your your friends love you
0: <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll get through i'm praying for you from nana, <laughs> oh, nana. <laughs> she's a great lady thanks for being a
1: fan I think I invented a new business, Cameo meets OnlyFans. I love it. <laughs>
0: it's called Only Cameo. <laughs> uh, this can't be topped. We ended here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs>